0: Welcome to the Soul Joy Mindset Podcast, the podcast that invites, empowers, and equips women with the tools to release the hustle and grind and embrace a life of ease and joy. I am your host, Teresa Timms, a lover of life, strategic thinker, theologian, storyteller, sexy, sassy, freedom seeker, and coach. In each episode of this podcast, we will explore a topic that will help you change your mindset and ultimately change every aspect of your life. So sit back and hear yourself, see yourself, and truly believe that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul joy. new challenges. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, new year, new challenges. (laughs) If you are listening to this episode any time in the year and you have found yourself where you feel stuck that you feel confused, that you do not have the same get-up-and-go enthusiasm, if you are exhausted, if you feel your energy is waning, if you are looking back on January and wondering what happened, I want to let you know that you are absolutely on brand, that you are absolutely okay. There's something about the beginning of a new opportunity, a new relationship, a new job, a new car, a new house. That beginning phase actually has a name and that is called the honeymoon phase. And the honeymoon phase is the initial rush of energy, of dopamine, of endorphins when we are googly-eyed and stargazed by this newness that it piques this curiosity and interest. And no matter if it is a new car, new house, new job, new boo, new something, it is the rush of attraction that we lean into. However, we can't stay there. That type of overwhelm, that type of flustering, that dopamine hit cannot last. And so what happens is that once we find ourselves coming off of that high, we begin to become disillusioned or we begin to disengage, or we may even feel that something is absolutely wrong because we don't have that rush. And it's important for us to realize that challenges will come, that being on the mountaintop is not sustainable. And I want to talk about that. The first thing that's important to know is that, yes, the honeymoon phase is real and it's good and it's yummy and it's delicious. But being that high in elevation, it's not sustainable. So what happens when we have to come down? What happens when the oxytocin and the dopamine begins to wean? We begin to see the flaws. We begin to see the reality. We begin to see that things have changed. But I also want you to know that all is not loss. Growing up, I was um, one of the students that was excited about school. I love school. I love the first day of school. I have my trapper keeper and my markers organized and my pencils all sharpened. I loved the beginning of a new school year. And that energy that I had at the beginning of the school year, by the end of the middle of that year, I was over it. I was tired. But every new school year, every beginning, I was so excited I couldn't sleep the night before. I don't know about you, but I would lay out my clothes the night before. I would be so, so excited, and going to a new grade, I would be excited about all the new opportunities before me and all that I would learn. And I also knew that the new year ahead of me would have some challenges. We have an expectation that what I learned in kindergarten would be the building blocks of what I would then learn in first grade. What I learned in third grade would then become the building blocks of the new thing that I would learn in fifth grade and in eighth grade and so on. And at the beginning of every new school year, even though I was excited, I was excited to start high school. I was excited to start college. There's also some nerve there because I knew that in every new season, I would face new challenges. And the new challenges were daunting, but I also expected them. And what I find happens to many of us in life is that we are excited about the new thing, but somehow we begin to not anticipate or prepare for the challenges that may come. And when we think about the challenges, instead of us facing them With the innocence of a first grader or a third grader or a fifth grader, we begin to shy away. And I want to talk about what happens when we begin to shy away, what happens when we begin to disengage, what happens when we step away from is that we stop showing up to our lives. We stop showing up to our joy. We stop showing up to our peace. And this pace of there will be new challenges in this new year And it doesn't mean that you've gotten it wrong. It doesn't mean that you are not all of the badassery and brilliance. It just means that you are being called to a new level, a new level that will bring out new gifts in you, that will bring out newness in you that you didn't even know was inside of you. But you must first allow yourself to lean into the challenges. It is in the challenges that we do grow. It is in the picking up something heavy that we begin to build muscle. And once you start picking up five pound weights, you realize that, oh, the 10 pound weight, it's a little bit more, but you're not going from zero to 10. You're going from five to 10. And then you're going from 10 to 15. That Level of growth allows for a new playing field so that you can level up, so that you can build, so that you can challenge yourself a little bit more. The truth for high achieving women is that we are brilliant and we are badass and we know how to achieve things quickly. The learning curve for us, the slope of From newbie to learning, we know how to do it fast, we know how to do it quick, we know how to do it in a hurry. But when we encounter challenges, sometimes we think that that's a reflection on us, that oh my goodness, um, everything comes so quickly to me. Oh my gosh, everything comes so easy to me. Why is this a challenge? Do not be dismayed by the challenge. Do not be dismayed because the honeymoon phase may be over. I invite you to look at the challenge as a new opportunity, to look at the challenge as a new way for you to grow. And it is in that growth that you will show up in ways that you did not even imagine. That the challenges that this year will bring to you, the challenges that you will encounter this year, I have no idea how they will transform you. I have no idea what will unfold in the midst of them. But what I do know is that there will be challenges. And if we are only looking for the dopamine hit, if we're only looking for the honeymoon phase, if we are only able to do it because it's easy, we are robbing ourselves of the opportunities that lies in the challenge. I'm not saying that life is supposed to be hard all the time. That is not what I'm saying. I am all about ease and joy. But what I do know is that there are going to be days when you're not going to feel like it. There are going to be seasons when it's going to feel like you are in the middle of the desert or there is a drought in your life. But the challenges will shape you. The challenges will change you. The challenges will call you into a deeper, more expansive, more grounded version of you if you show up to the challenge. Life is 50-50. Life is bad. Life is good. And we have not developed the tools for challenge. We have not developed the grit for challenge. And the grit that I want to invite you to lean into is the grit of joy. There's something about joy that allows us to buoy, that allows some levity, that allows us to rise and also to ground. To ground into this deep, deep knowing of the peace that passes all understanding, the peace that we can ground into and steady ourselves, anchor ourselves, the peace that allows us to shut our mouths instead of responding to someone that's trying to gaslight or rope us in, the peace that allows us to ground down into a deeper truth when we have been hurt or harmed, the peace that allows us to show up over and over and over again to our goals, to our dreams, to our highest, most audacious versions of ourselves. And in order to tap into that joy, we must cultivate the joy. Cultivate the joy. You know, cultivating joy is hard because. Sometimes we're only looking for the big, big wins. We're looking for the big wins of the yummy dopamine, endorphins, all of the goodness. But there are the things that we sort of brush off and don't take um, inventory of, we don't take stock of, that we don't count as a win. A win is being able to say no when you know that it violates your boundary. And, And I know that at first, It may come with all types of um, conflicting feelings and you may feel bad about it. But being able to hold a boundary is a win. And even though you may have the initial feeling of guilt or you may have the initial feeling of exhaustion or you may have the initial feeling of, oh, my goodness. Think about what you gained in, in setting the boundary. There is a win. And when you think about energetically, how you feel at the end of the day when you have drank your water, when you've moved your body, when you've set out parameters for how you are going to show up in the day energetically, that is a win. It is a win when you think about how you are experiencing a conversation, how you are able to be in the room with that difficult co-worker and not be latched into hooked into the drama the ability to be able to parent your children without blowing a gasket without yelling and screaming but having calm and patience that is a win it is a win and those are ways that we cultivate joys we cultivate joys with these little wins of showing up on time and being like oh I got I'm not in a rush. I'm not showing up at the last minute of being able to be prepared. Um give yourself credit for those things. Those are the winds that will sustain you when the honeymoon phase is over. Let me tell you. It is those little winds that accumulate over time. And it is those little winds that you must cultivate. Cultivate the winds of of organizing your day, of organizing your closet, organizing your schedule, organizing your life, showing up on time, drinking your water, going for a walk, moving your body, having control of your breath, having control of your energy. Those are wins that can sustain you in the challenges. I'll never forget um, reading an article about Steve Jobs, and it said that Steve Jobs wore black every day, that black was his uniform. And um, this article was saying one of the life hacks that we can do is that when we are in a period of our lives when things are very, very busy or there's a lot going on, to have a basically a uniform that we wear so that we can decrease the type of choices that we are making and conserve our energy. And I'll never forget when I was in my doctoral program and I was parenting and I was writing and I was working. There was so much going on that my uniform became jeans and a sweater, jeans and a turtleneck. That was it. Um, This is what I would wear every day. And. In the mornings when I woke up and I got ready, the consistency of having this is what I was gonna wear was a win to me. It was like, yes, like this is done. Like this is a win. And having consistency around, okay, this is the uniform that I'm gonna wear. Um, having my food prepared the night before, and in the morning it was like, This is what I'm gonna wear, this is what I'm gonna eat, and we gonna get out the door with this child and write this thing and do this work and it's gonna happen those winds that seemed somewhat insignificant they gave me a space of i have I have agency in this part of my life that I may not be able to control my child and what's happening at school. I'm not able to control what's happening at the workplace all the time. But this little place in my life, I have some agency over and it is absolutely organized. Um, What I'm going to wear, this uniform, jeans and a turtleneck or a sweater and this food that I've prepared the night before. And trust and believe there were days that I did not want to eat what I had prepared the night before. Trust and believe there were days when I wanted to um, get a little sassy with what I was going to wear. But what I knew was that there were other challenges that needed my energy and my attention. And I needed to take these wins to buoy to not lose focus, but to do the things that I needed to do. We cannot stay on the mountaintop all the time. If you've ever climbed the mountain, if you've ever gone on a honeymoon, if you've ever gone on vacation, after a while you're like, Whoo, the air up here is thin. Whoo, <laughs> um, wait a minute, I couldn't bring everything up to the mountain. I need to go back down and and, and live my life. The other thing about honeymoons is like, you know, Ken and I had the joy of going away on the honeymoon a year after we got married. And we love the honeymoon. We love being on a honeymoon, but it was like we, we miss our own bed. We miss our own house. Like this resort food is, is good, but we, we, we miss cooking. We miss the agency of our own lives that it is a honeymoon phase. It is a honeymoon. It is a vacation. It is a mountaintop for a purpose. It gives perspective. It allows rest. It allows all that goodness so that you cultivate and store up the joys and the wins to help you make it through the challenges. Y'all, this year, you will face challenges. And I don't know how the challenges that you will face this year will change you. There' have been challenges that I've faced in my life that have knocked the life out of me, that knocked the winds out of my sail. But what I did know was that I was not alone, that I could make it through it, and that I just needed to just have the little winds. I needed to store up the little winds. So the goal that you set in January, you may not have achieved it, you may have fallen off the road of it. It's okay. The the thing that you wanted to do, the promotion that you wanted to have, the house that you wanted to buy, the money you wanted to save, it may not be going according to plan. It's okay. The challenges will come. You're not out. It may be delayed, but it's not denied. You are not out. I invite you to store up some joy. Cultivate some joy. And know that the challenges that you will face in this new year will not count you out. It will feel like it. It will be hard. It will require more of you, so much more of you. But begin to count your wins as well. Begin to talk to yourself, tell yourself who you are, that you are powerful, that you are resourceful, that you have community, that you are, and just begin to list your receipts of badassery out loud, you will face challenges this year. And those challenges are calling you to go deeper. Those challenges are calling you to look around you and tap into new resources. Those challenges are changing you to be your best version of yourself. Accumulate the winds, and know that every new year, every new season, every new cycle, you will be on the mountaintop so, so, so excited. And also, you are setting a new foundation for the next level of growth, the next level of you, the next level of your joy. Even in this, I know that it is possible to live a life that brings your soul are you the superhero in everyone's life but your own are you exhausted overwhelmed and feel stuck in a cycle of working hard with nothing to show for it are you stressed struggling with your health lack intimacy and a sense of personal fulfillment this episode is brought to you by my soul joy coaching six-month signature mindset program that empowers women who are ready to break toxic cycles and unhealthy habits so that they can claim their identity and voice to show up to life unapologetically. We use a curriculum and framework that is grounded in joy and centers vision, strategy, community, and an abundance of love and encouragement. I guarantee you, that soul joy coaching will change your life. If you're ready for joy, let's talk. Visit my website, www.teresatims.com, and take my joy assessment. This assessment will give you insight and help you to identify patterns and your growing edges. Use this score as information to help you take the next faithful step in claiming joy in your life. Go ahead, book a call today to get your score at ww